Hello, welcome to the Live It Up podcast, proudly brought to you by the Uganda Child Cancer Foundation, the Uganda Cancer Institute, Afron, and the Tribe UG. My name is Brandy Valentine Azirwe, Communications and Advocacy for the Uganda Child Cancer Foundation. And today I am joined by the one and only Shona, <laughs> Georgia, <laughs> and she'll be, we shall be getting to know her shortly. But before we get into that, I would like to let you know that you can, you can be part of this podcast not only as a listener, but also as a donator to the children. Give them toys, uh, coloring books, stuff that they can use while they're on their treatment. And also monies that can subsidize their medications and their other needs. And uh, let's get into the podcast today. Uh-huh. Welcome, Shona. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Nice. Before we go first, Shona Georgia Odong Arao <laughs> is a pharmacist yeah. with a pediatric, with a pediatric oncology pharmacy section of the Uganda institute. Cancer so institute, yes. you're welcome. Uh, thank you, Brandy. I'm yeah. happy to be here. Yeah. This is my first, um, would they say, interview, something like this. Yeah, your and podcast, yes. <laughs> podcast. Yes. Yeah, and I'm just, you know, w- hoping to enjoy the journey. Are you nervous? Ha- I am a bit, obviously, first time, but yeah. I think I'll ease in. So that means you're also excited. I am, yeah, because that's, that's I want to talk about childhood cancer in pharmacy, like pharmacy all-round childhood cancer or pharmacy general. All right, I yeah. got you. So let's start with the first question. Okay. Who is Shona? Um, I would say she's um, open-minded. She's very warm. Yeah. Uh, she's a very stubborn person, though. Yeah. <laughs> when she puts her heart into something or her mind, she has to fulfill it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think she also likes to like engage people. She's very friendly. Yeah. Very friendly. I love chatting away. I enjoy. I like things that make me happy. You know, going, seeing, like just chilling. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like things that take away peace. I'm sure. I'm. I'm sure someone somewhere is saying so cliche, but. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know I like to be with people who are no angry people. Yeah. Bad energy. Yeah. yeah. Bad energy. Stay far yeah. away. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, I open my mind because everybody's different. So I'm open-minded, very friendly, very warm, very easy to talk to, very easy to be around. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I can testify to all these things. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them at least. What are you yeah. passionate about? Uh, three things. Three things I'm passionate about. Um... One is very cliche. I would like to be a mom. Yeah. The second thing is I would like to be um, somebody massive in the childhood cancer world. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, it could be pediatric pharmacist or it could be anything. You know, sometimes a profession can change. Yeah. But so I want to keep it open that way. Because okay. life, yeah, but I want to be someone really doing great in childhood cancers. Absolutely. And the third thing is... Um, I'm passionate about, I don't know, could you give me an idea, maybe? Animals, <laughs> uh, wildlife, climate change. No. <laughs> no we shall leave those for the rest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I'm, I'm actually glad that you are passionate about childhood cancers. Yes. And uh, you do so much for the kids around here. Yeah. I see you move up and down from time to I time. I do, I do. And at times I don't even understand what you're doing, but yeah. now that you're here. Yeah, yeah. You're going to explain to us what did you uh what is your specialty now? Uh, Tell us more about pharmacy. So pharmacy yeah. is just a, a degree 
that uh, a person just studies basically about medicines. Yeah. You study about medicines. You study about um, what medicines are used for, why you take certain medicines, what they do to you, maybe cause A, B, C, D yeah. to your body. Yeah. Or um, so you, you, you just literally medicines, when you take it in your body and how it reacts and also when... Um, you mix it with other medicines, what it can do to other things, like uh, generally medicine. Yeah. So you don't have much of patient, um, you don't have much of, would I say, patient, stud- like you don't study much about a human being. It's more of the medicine. Medicine. And if a pharma- yes, human being. being, and also what you can recommend for certain things. So you can do simple things like if someone has medicine, has flu and cough, a pharmacist can recommend that. Yeah. So we can, would I say, treat certain common illnesses that people see in the community, but we can't go down to like proper diagnosis. Yeah. Because that's more of medicine. Yeah. Uh, and surgery. Yeah. The doctors. Yeah. So pharmacy is basic like that. It's just medicine. When someone takes a medicine, how do they feel? Uh, when yeah. somebody um takes a medicine, another medicine, what happens? Yeah. Yeah. If a doctor recommends this medicine, maybe it's not appropriate because of this. So that's ba- majorly what we do. Okay. Yeah, we can also mix. Yeah. Like we can also um manufacture. Yeah. Yeah, we can also do s- things like that. Yeah. And that part of it is what we do here at Cancer Institute. So that will bring me here. So my specialty is pharmacy, though I have a master's in cancer and nanomedicine. Yes. So I'm actually, I think, in the right place. Yeah, you, you are. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. So I would say I don't have a specialty yet, which will bring me to um, probably, I think, in the next probably, how many minutes, I'll explain why I would love to, how I joined pediatric cancers yes. and give more light on it. Yeah. yeah, which is why I want to ask, what did you study? I studied pharmacy but then in, at master's level i did uh cancer nanomedicine so what nanomedicine is you design drug carriers yeah so a drug is given to a person but sometimes they don't reach somewhere in your body yeah. so you put it in like a cup in a in like a would i say a capsule or something like put a mox- it in a carrier in a carrier yeah oh, okay so so amoxil is in a capsule but yeah. that is for other reasons yes like maybe they the it could be reasons like you don't want the pellets mm. to get in touch with your um, stomach and cause ulcers for certain drugs. Yeah. Or you want it not to be destroyed in the stomach instead mm. of it reaching where it's meant to go. So it's put in a capsule. So many reasons why we put drugs in certain things. I there mean, are films and things like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm so enlightened. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, so there are many reasons. Yeah. But this was more of engineering. So what I did, I designed a drug for lung cancer. Okay. It was, uh, man, it was... <laughs> A drug for lung cancer. Yeah, so the task was yeah. yeah, so the task was in, in, in that we needed to choose cancers. Yeah. So that lecturer literally chose our cancer. So they gave me non small cell lung cancer. Yeah. And my task was to design a drug that is to target a certain gap in treating lung cancer, non-small cell lung cancer, which I didn't know. So I had to first read, find the gap. Yes. Then engineer yeah. This Shona drug yes. <laughs> to target and cause, like, and help, you know, pre- I mean, treat this cancer. Yeah. Hmm. 
okay, like I had to read. So there's only one drug I found that was targeting, but there was a, a pathway that was having issues. There's still research on it. So that's what I did. Mm. And I came up with a drug that had uh, an adenovirus carrier and the drugs attached to it linked with some, um, um, I forgot. I forgot, but it was there. Engineer did, yes. and I have my paper. Yeah, how, so long, how, how long did that take you? Uh, they, it was masters was one year. Yeah, yeah. So from the beginning, this was an assignment from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. It's amazing how you said I forgot, but I have my paper. <laughs> like, yeah, it was long time ago. Me, <laughs> there is evidence to back. Yeah, <laughs> this was like twenty twenty fifteen. Yeah, yes, that's when I completed. Yeah. But yeah, it was interesting. It was really nice. And so when I came back to Uganda... Where was that? I was... Uh, I studied at the University of Manchester. A lot. <laughs> so you got to... Did you get to like interact with some football footballers? Footballers. <laughs> I get asked that a lot. Yeah. But all I can say is I had my registration exam yeah. in Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I had my registration exam in Old Trafford. I yeah. think that's the, that's the closest I got to footballers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's cool. So when you came back, yes. So when I came back... Um, I had to register here as well as a pharmacist. Mm. So um, this could go out to anybody who's a pharmacist who's studying abroad or if you know anybody here in Uganda, licensed, because I'm licensed in England as well. Yeah. I'm a pharmacist in England. Yes, ma'am. And <laughs> so when I came back, this license is not recognized in this country. Yeah. They don't care whether it's from the queen. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I had to do like a two-year. It's yeah. a two-year program yeah. where you have to write a, 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 an exam pre-entry. So you have to pass. Yeah. You have to show that you can actually be accepted in the internship program. Yeah. Then after internship, you have to show you learned something. Mm. So there are two exams. Yeah. So I did that. I passed and then, yeah, got accepted to the Cancer Institute. I actually did my internship at Cancer Institute and yeah. fell in love with it. So that's how I ended up here. That's how you ended up here. Yeah. And that's how you stayed. Yeah, that's how I stayed. And that's why you wear a black uniform when some are wearing blue. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said I'm stubborn sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but she does <laughs> work guys. Yeah. Do not be deceived. Yeah. Um, how was your experience being treating children? Uh, I joined children around November Fourth, uh, not fourth, around probably 16th November last year. Yeah. Um, I had actually been employed under um, stores, yeah. stores at Cancer Institute. But then I, I, I was dying inside. I wanted more clinical, more, you know, interaction with patients. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. I have always wanted to be a doctor. I just <laughs> had a funny experience yeah. when I was here for one week before I traveled. Yeah. The first week, I think you're taken to see cadavers. Yeah. <laughs> And I ran away yes. from medicine and surgery. <laughs> you were like, no, thank you. But it's something I wish. So I felt like even as a pharmacist, you still have a chance to do clinical works, yeah. you know. So I felt like, you know, can't I, you know, do more than supply chain? I didn't yeah. want supply. I wanted to speak to patients, no experiences. So I spoke to a, a colleague of mine who direct me to pediatrics and said, try and see what's there. Yeah. And then I met um, 
the head of department and she was so welcoming so that way I got Dr. into Joyce. Dr. Joyce yes. yes the one and only yes. <laughs> my mentor yeah. <laughs> yeah so I got into pediatrics and got into a project about safe administration yeah. of chemotherapy to children yeah. and I di- I don't know anything about children I didn't know anything about her at that time like pharmacy doesn't have um any course unit regarding children yeah. we don't learn anything about children in school yeah. even at masters level yeah. so you have to as a pharmacist you have to have you have to probably think outside the box yes if you happen to work with children maybe through an internship because mulaga was in the children's ward mm. but i didn't have passion for kids yeah. but when i reached there, i don't know what changed <laughs> so this yeah has that <laughs> yeah. yeah you get the mentorship you get to appreciate how people work you start loving yes yeah, i yeah. loving kids and also you know how dr joyce is very passionate about yeah. children so that way you also get infected yeah. <laughs> with love for children so i started by attending ward rounds pharmacists attend ward rounds if you're out there listening attend ward rounds that way you find your niche yeah. in the clinical world yeah. if you don't attend ward rounds you don't know the gap or you don't know what challenges what medicine chal- medicine related challenges doctors are facing and you can actually jump right in as yeah. a pharmacist so i attended ward rounds was so interesting though i used to ask the most ridiculous questions yeah. <laughs> be like who, who are you are you an intern <laughs> what kind of questions are these yeah <laughs> like for example let's say in the journalism world like you would understand it better and start asking me uh is that a camera <laughs> like it's a camera <laughs> yeah. so i'd ask is this cancer <laughs> yeah, yeah. like and then there would be tests i don't understand certain tests yeah. all these things yeah. so but then what i did was i went slowly yeah okay i sat myself down and i said let me start from the basics yeah. like i don't know about children but let me start from the basics as basic as mixing the chemotherapy yeah yeah because as a pharmacist the reason we are here is to mix the chemotherapy drugs yeah, yeah. anything so i said let me tailor my pharmacy my 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 um pharmacist skills yeah. as basic as that to that level of just mix, mixing and then i'll see how to graduate to bigger things yeah so i say i'm mixing chemotherapy and now i do i mix chemotherapy for children early in the morning yeah. for the ward yes and um for the outpatients normally by 12:31 they bring their list and i mix so mm. i that way i learned you know how to mix cuz the medicines for children are different from yeah. adults yes so yeah so cool and then i started like falling in love with the kids because when you give the medicines they have all these complaints then you start reading yeah. then you start understanding a child's uh, treatment of children and understand a child's body yeah. so and reading is knowledge no, brother yeah reading gives you knowledge knowledge is power when you read you discover so much yeah. so that way i got more interested Remember, I was not taught some self-teaching. Yes. Would I say mm. so? On top yeah. of your old Trafford and, uh, <laughs> and Manchester. Yes. Yeah. Manchester, please. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's where I am so far in children. That's so cool. Yeah. Wait, I, I applaud you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, they say when you read, you get to see the world in yeah. different perspectives. So I'm glad you're on that journey. Yeah. Talk to us more about emergency protocols. So. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> How did Brandy get to know this? <laughs> I read. I read. <laughs> so, 
Uh, Shona got into the pediatric oncology unit and she starts by mixing chemotherapy. Yeah. But then I find, uh, then I'm introduced to this project, ongoing project. Actually, I'm not, I'm not going to say the project was dead, yeah. but it was on hold yeah. because there was no one pushing. There yeah. was, there was like no one spearheading. Yeah. Like they felt there was no one right to do it. Yeah. Maybe it's just coincidental. Oh, yeah. Oh, the woman was waiting for you. Maybe mm. you get because it was it was literally just. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's yeah. Good. So it was literally just like on silence, mm. and then I come and the just like please please pick this up, mm. and then I st- I don't understand pediatric oncology. I don't understand these protocols. I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. So what do I do? I sit in my room and I Google pediatric, maybe oncology pharmacy, and it came up. Yeah. It's actually a thing. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah? yeah? Okay. Is there any literature that I can have? Yes. I Google and the book has to be bought. Yeah. I'm like, gosh. Like $5. Yes. <laughs> and it was pediatric oncopharmacy. I was like, oh my God, there's actually a book. There's a book. So yeah. I, I text a friend of mine who gets it for me for free. I yes. don't know how. I don't know how people crack these things. Kudos to Sona's <laughs> friend who got her the book for so free. So I get the book and start reading and understanding. Yeah. Going through cancers. I'm seeing ALL. I'm seeing AML. I'm seeing many, many different things. Mm. I'm like, okay. So then... The emergency protocols are treating these things. LL, ML, it's treating lymphoma, it's treating um, germ cell tumors, it's treating all these things that I have never heard of. So, of course, I had to do some reading. People, I don't, my boss is great because she was my tool. I I was literally on her neck every day for 30 to 40 minutes, at least every day, understanding. So, for me, I felt like that was good. You know, when you have the spirit, you learn. Mm. So in no time, I got hold of this emergency protocols because they were sent on a drive. Mm. And then I got hold of them. So what emergency protocols are in the pediatric oncology world is children normally come to to the cancer institute late. Mm. The majority we see present late. And when they come, obviously we are in a resource limited center. So you don't want a child waiting for their results without anything that is treating or or, or some sort of medication. You know malaria, we can give you Panadol. You know, you come, you wait for a malaria test. We give you Panadol and the test comes back in like, what, five, six minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So with with cancer, results can take up to three weeks in a resource limited center, even a month. Yeah. So because of the many people seeking there's there's that also we don't have certain facilities at the institute so we send the samples elsewhere okay. and also you know they're also getting from elsewhere yeah. so resources are not many yeah. so what um the pediatric department um brought up were these emergency protocols and it's uh Dr. Joyce will elaborate on them because she says the society of cancer in Africa and the world recognize these protocols, meaning it's actually discussed above Africa as a continent. Yes. Because she's the president for CEOP. Yes, yeah. of Africa. She's yeah. the continental representative. So she said it's beyond this. So this is acceptable that a child comes and uh, on clinical... First, I need to make a disclaimer. Cancer yeah. is not diagnosed clinically. Yes. It's diagnosed with tests. Yes. Yeah. 
But they are having these emergency protocols on clinical basis because of their expert expert um, decisions. Yes. Yeah, they will elaborate more why they are using it. Mm. But in simple terms, those are emergency protocol protocols. You don't want a child to come and stay there with the cancer. So we give a certain medicine and normally they actually respond. Mm. Yeah, while they wait for the results. While they wait for the results, yeah. So I... Um, these emergency protocols were sent from Cam- uh, uh, a hospital in Cambridge, Aden, Aden's yeah. Hospital, Cambridge. Yeah. And we have that project here in Uganda Cancer Institute. And I am spearheading as the pharmacist. Yes, please. So I designed it and tailored it to our children here. So right now what we're doing, we're piloting them. Yeah. So what these protocols have, they have the drugs to give. Yes. When a child presents with ABCD and a consultant agrees that this child should be on this emergency protocol, we have four at the moment. Mm. We have the one for for lymphoma. If a child is presenting with something that looks like a lymphoma yeah. and we don't yet have concrete results, we start you on that protocol and it's a one-off. Yes. So that where a child symptoms can be alleviated a child at least is receiving something mm. rather than just being there and waiting uh, a month and yeah. you know cancer advances in no time true then we have germ cell the germ cell tumor ones uh if we have a suspected germ cell tumor neuroblastoma those kind of cancers mm. we do we we are starting them on that so we started with the foremost common yeah which is lymphoma germ cell tumor sorry which is lymphoma Jam cell tumor, um, yeah, rhabdomyo- the soft tissue sarcomas, yeah, and um, neuroblastoma. Yes, yes. Okay. So the four, yes. That's so I did. So I we tailored them. So these protocols have the treatments as well as how to administer. So now, how has it improved? The previous times, nurses would not know when to give what and what to start with. So that's what I'm doing now. Mm. So you know the time interval, what to give it with, when to give it, what to monitor and all those things. Okay. So that's 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 really awesome. Uh, so do you intend, wh- what are the future plans you have for this emergency protocol? So these emergency protocols will be launched once. Uh, what we're doing is we're trying to get it accepted into the system. Yes. Because uh, the Department of Pediatrics wants to improve chemo administration to the children and that improvement obviously will lead to less relapses of 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 disease Mm. and children receiving better care Mm. because uh they had an audit one time and it showed that part of the reasons maybe we're not getting uh maximum results was due to chemotherapy administration yeah yes so this is the future of these emergency protocols so the emergency protocols are to help inform also other protocols. Mm. Yeah. So the other protocols will also be developed on these emergency protocols now because now the emergency protocols are kind of a standard. Okay. And they have certain things introduced with them as well, like administration time, blah, 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 which the other protocols didn't have. Mm. So now if the administra- emergency protocols are adopted... Yeah. with the additional things they offer, like a nurse knows when to give what, what's the interval between the drugs. Because normally chemotherapy, we're given threes or fours. Mm. So after a drug, maybe four hours, you wait, you give another one. If this is accepted, then the other protocols for the main treatment, after an emergency, 
protocol mm. we get your results and then we give you now the main protocol for the other number of days yeah. yes so those protocols also will be developed and benchmarked from the emergency protocols and that will standardize chemotherapy administration in pediatric oncology you had it here first for <laughs> sure yeah thank you very much well, we look forward to seeing all these protocols yes work efficiently it, for the good of the betterment of childhood cancer care yes what type of trainings exist out there for pediatric pharmacy oncology <sighs> to be honest brandy i think mm. I don't know if I know all of them, but in pediatric onco- oncology pharmacy, I see what what actually I saw were fellowships yeah. and an exam yeah. that you write. Um, in England, they do have a board for specialty oncology pharmacists. Yeah. So you have to have, they have their criteria of how yeah. to, but the one in the US I saw, you need to have about... Um, we have to have been in oncology center for a minimum, I think, of two years. Don't quote me if I'm wrong. Yeah. For two years. And then there are also other things. And then there's an exam. Mm. But in those two years you've been in that oncology center, you, you're supposed to complete something. Yeah. So that's the training I know that exists for pedo-oncology in England and the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. But then for me to be a, a good pediatric oncology pharmacist, I could be wrong, yeah. is for me to do something in pediatrics. Yeah. Because I don't know anything in pediatrics per se. Yeah. I'm literally just reading yeah. on my own and yeah. of course having guidance from the experts in the department. Yeah. It's a long route. Yeah. So are there trainings in on the soil right here? No. 256? No. And it's something that I really wish they could introduce. I don't know how they will do it. They'll do it. We we are here. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. Here. We're I here. mean, I mean, it's something I'm looking see. into. If yeah. I did it, why wouldn't I? Like you know, I don't know. I'm dreaming big. Yeah, dream big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if I did it yeah. and became you know a pediatric oncopharmacist, you know, you can teach or create room for it in at the university or throw it somewhere in there mm. for these institutions to think about. Yeah, because pharmacists, you know, children are taking medicines. Uh. And even there's no pediatric pharmacy even. Yeah. And that's the basic. Mm, that's true. Yeah. yeah. There's no pediatric pharmacy. So you we are even I'm even skipping levels. Mm. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you're over and above. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because pediatric oncopharmacy, that's like super specializing. Yeah. And even the small the lowest level of specialties, no even existent here. Yeah. But is abroad and in US and I think England as well, I've researched and Australia you need to first do your PhD. Yeah. Then after your PhD, you do a two to three year clinical training in pediatrics to become, to be registered as a pediatric pharmacist. Okay. So it needs a lot and yet it's not here. Yeah. True. So f- that's, that's something that worries me, you mm. know. It's something that throws, I don't know, would I say throws mud in my dream? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I asked because <laughs> I wanted you to... To see that there's a gap, huh? Yeah. So as you spearhead the emergency protocol. Right. You can also spearhead, spearhead that. The, the profession, yeah, 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 the yeah. profession. There's no program here. Yeah, because I also feel like that's how Dr. Rem started. Because oh, it, yeah. it was first the NCI. And yes, then, he, then now he is. Yeah, I read about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Dr. Joyce is the first female 
cancer yes they're all pioneers so for me yeah the thing is there's a a very bright light obviously i'm seeing at the end of the tunnel just that there's soil there's humps there's (laughs) (laughs) snakes there are termites there are what (laughs) but you know what i'm determined i'm determined right now actually something interesting i'm doing is i want to pursue that line where i become a pediatric pharmacist because I'm already in the pediatric oncopharmacy thing. Yeah. If I do all these projects and stuff, mm-hmm. all I need to to do at the end of the day is sit my exam. Yeah. Because I'm in Cancer Institute anyway. Yeah. So I'm w- I'm building my portfolio in pediatric oncopharmacy. Yeah. But I want to pursue pediatric pharmacy so that I have at least, you know, a foundation mm. of pediatrics. Mm. Because right now I'm just a pharmacist yeah. and I don't know anything in pediatrics. Yeah. So well, now you can't say you don't know anything. After okay, I know. <laughs> okay, I know. I know something, but like you know what I mean. I can't be so hands-on. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, if I brought there that, like, very sticky about the whole thing and the process that long, mm. means here. I mean, you yeah. need to learn to to do. You know, you should get some of those guys who have graduated pharmacy and are still trying to find yeah. their initiative. Don't you worry. <laughs> I know what's good for you right here. True. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um next question. Uh COVID-19. 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 Did COVID-19 make you or break you? <laughs> <laughs> I think both. Yeah. My god. For in in terms of of me being a pharmacist. Yeah. It made me so like wha- how would I stay, say it? I became very um what's the word? Like, you know, when you become so sticky about everything, if a, ch- a child coughs, you're already like, test here. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I need yeah, to. Wear your mask. Yeah, yeah. You, where is this? Yes. <laughs> That's how I became. Uh-huh. And sometimes you make a patient anxious, right? Yeah. But there's nothing to do. Yeah. So I became more like sticky about things this is not here my good sanitize yes. everything yeah so that that's what it made f- from and i think i made less mistakes yeah you know with with the th- with how i was doing things like you know mixing chemotherapy you have to um make needles prepare your needles before so i was very cautious. vigilant very yeah. cautious about everything yes <laughs> oh my god i don't want to make the children sick yeah. all these things yes yeah. so that's what it did for me so professionally i think it improved me yeah yeah and then um personally i go anxiety because my dad mom my mom lost her two best friends yeah. my dad lost his best friend so you know how you're at home this Zays, man, they're always like, guys. <laughs> and I work in an oncologist, I work in a hospital, so my mom would be like, when you come back, bathe now. Yeah. Bathe. And <laughs> so obviously, my mental health, you yeah. know, you're always like, gosh. Yeah. So basically, that's why it did to me. Yeah. So I think a bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. COVID was, so there was a time I was at home and I was passing through the corridor and I found my dad on Zoom and he was walking around. <laughs> and then I could hear people singing. And be like, ah, we're attending a barrio on Zoom. Oh, no. I was like, is this where we have reached? reached yeah. Right? It was crazy. It was bad, yeah. yeah. But we're here, we're here. We're, we're here, here, thank we're God. Here. Yeah. yeah. What do you suggest the Institute does better? Uh, in terms of anything or in terms of. In terms of everything. Everything. <laughs> I think. Because um, I know they're doing a good job. Yeah, they they're are doing, doing a, good job. a good job. Yeah. But what can we do better? I think the Institute should support. Um, should I think the institute should be how can I place it? Because as a pharmacist, I'm going to speak as a pharmacist who has a dream yeah. 
that I had to find out on my own. Yeah. There was no literature, there was no mentor, there was no guidance on this. Yeah. Of course they have guidance for any other thing. I'm not faulting them that they don't have something for pedo oncology <laughs> pharmacy. Yeah. But if they can um if they can create, mm. if they can like open up and show us more specialties available in cancer that favor our primary professions then yeah. Yeah. yeah tell us what's available what they can offer what kind of trainings are available what can we do yeah, yeah. Okay, i think they will yes that would be awesome because that would yeah that would be awesome for me that would yeah. work for me so well and in regards to people's mental health and everything uh we don't have any counselors here or anything like that so they can bring in yeah they, and they, people they, like brandy <laughs> what's up <laughs> yeah, we do we do it for the kids, but okay, yeah, we need it for the adults. Yeah, we well. need it for That's the adults. Sometimes yeah. just chatting away actually, you know, relieves stress and stuff. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Access to medicine for children. Yes. Is the demand equal to the supply? No. Yeah. No, it's not. What is the ratio? Roughly. I we won't quote you if you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think Seven to t- seven to. How how do you do ratios? It oh ratios, my god, so I'm so it's, bad. It's, it's three to two. That's oh, four th- five. In a in a in a in a group of. If it's ten, mm. seven to ten. Seven to ten. Yeah. Okay. 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 The, yeah. No, no, if it's ten, so it's seven to three. Oh, seven to three. Is yeah. The demand higher than the supply. The demand is higher than the supply. Yes. So that what yeah. can we do to 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 fix this? We would re- we would um. The thing is, the Cancer Institute um, medi- access to medicines mm. um, um, the medicines are there but for the children, you know children have special medicine demands. Yeah. So I think it's more of supportive care because the cancer medicines are Ma- they're available yeah yeah so with s- the yes government has made sure they have done the well <laughs> yeah. they have done well yeah. even the the logistics the medicine supply team in cancer city have done really well yeah. so for us it's you it's more of support i would say on with my view is more of supportive care yeah what do i mean by supportive care things like for flu cough infections that come a- alongside the treatment with cancer yeah um yeah pain you know we don't also want to be pricking pricking these children so you find supportive care sometimes it's injection injection so access to medicines that could help like syrups for cough and oh yeah is a bit low yeah, yeah but the cancer the treatment for cancer is brilliant yeah so we would i would say I don't know, call for more, I don't know, funders, donors, oh. if anybody can, you know, bring us. So what we do, we, we accept supportive care mostly. Yeah. Things like even as small as um, urine buckets. Yeah. Some patients come when they are very, that's part of supportive care, yeah. very poor and they can't afford certain things, soap, yeah. all these things. Uh, I donate to the to the children's world. I yeah. always donate every now and then. I yes. normally give them soap. So that's supportive care. Yeah. Yeah. So access to this kind of things. Yeah. The medicines for supportive care and other things. Yeah. Okay. That's really awesome. Yes. Uh we appreciate. We appreciate. Thank you. Um thank you. I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> no way. But, but we've come to the end of this oh, podcast. I was but enjoying we, myself. Uh, you really were <laughs> 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 Yeah, but before we do that, I have yeah. a joke for you. Yeah. Um 
What did one wall tell the other? What did like one? what did that wall tell the other? This wall. Meet me at yeah, finish it, yeah. <laughs> Meet me at the corner. Exactly. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm actually very serious. It said meet me at the corner. I was like, lol. <laughs> What's the one that saw it? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was actually one. a real lol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but thank you guys. Thank you, Shona, for thank joining you so us much. today. You've given us so much insight on uh pharmacy pedia- pharmacy. Uh, pediatric, pediatric oncology, oncology pharmacy. pharmacy. Yeah, yes. thank you very much. It has been a fruitful conversation. Thank you. We too. hope to have you again, and we wish you success. Thank you. In Amen. your emergency protocol. Uh, thank you. And, uh, and pursuing. Yes, and also creating more fellowships for pediatric oncology. Yeah, pharmacy. fellowships, mentorships, um, opening the room for pharmacists to come in. Ped. There yeah. are no pharmacists in pediatrics. Honestly, yeah. it's a shame. Mm. Children are amazing. Yeah. They are nice to work with. Yeah. So many opportunities are immense in pediatrics. Yeah. So pharmacists, please, 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 you can do a lot. You can be clinicians in pediatrics. You can do clinical courses in in pharma pediatric pharmacology. Yeah, and petition. To be a cl- under clinician, it's allowed uh. in the pharmacy school of Uganda. You can speak to somebody who can advise further. Mm. So there are opportunities in pediatrics, please, pharmacists. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So the activity we're having this week is um, we have to eat more fruit. Watermelon. <laughs> and not the water, watermelon. Like watermelon. Watermelon. <laughs> yeah. Take one and a half liters of water uh-huh. minimum a you day. <laughs> tell them more they should do. Because we give an activity every week just okay. to boost people's immunity and fitness. I dare people to take. I take up to four liters a day. A day? Yes. Of water? Yes. Up wow. to Up to four liters. So normally so I take two. The big, the ice water is one and a half. One and a half so I take two bottles a day. Yeah. And if I'm lazy, one. But I dare people to do the activity this week. I'm challenged, so <laughs> please do be challenged as well. Uh, thank you for listening to the Live It Up podcast. Uh, we're proudly sponsored, and and uh, it is proudly brought to you by the Uganda Child Cancer Foundation. You can find them on all their socials, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, uh, UCCFUG. And uh, the Tribe UG, just in the production house for the... For, for we have Tribe UG in the production house giving us all this that is happening along the socials. Find them on their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and the website at the Tribe UG. Then we also have uh, Afron offering uh, care to the and mentorship to the young people that fight cancer in ways they can. And lastly, the Uganda Cancer Institute that is uh, our host. Yeah. It's where all the magic happens. And also on the lens, we have Eclas Productions. Feel free to join us next time. And I'll, sh- I'll share Shona's uh, details on our socials. So feel free to find them there when we are ready. All right. I've been your host, Brandy. Thank and you, Brandy. Shona, and I'd like to say bye. Bye-bye.